My confession is this. I am a health psychologist, and my mission is to help people be happier and healthier. But I fear that something I've been teaching for the last 10 years is doing more harm than good. That's Kelly McGonigal, PhD. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. Appreciate you joining me today as we end our week with another brand new featured speaker, author, and educator. And she's here to talk about stress, but not in a way that you normally view stress. And this is huge. I'm really excited about this talk, as you can tell. And it's huge because it can have a tremendous impact on the way that we live our lives and how much happier and how much healthier our lives can be because of it. So without giving too much away, let's jump right into this one with Kelly McGonigal. Enjoy. I have a confession to make. But first... I want you to make a little confession to me. In the past year, I want you to just raise your hand if you've experienced relatively little stress. Anyone? Mm-hmm. How about a moderate amount of stress? Who's experienced a lot of stress? Yeah, <laughs> me too. But that is not my confession. My confession is this. I am a health psychologist, And my mission is to help people be happier and healthier. But I fear that something I've been teaching for the last 10 years is doing more harm than good. And it has to do with stress. For years, I've been telling people stress makes you sick. It increases the risk of everything from the common cold to cardiovascular disease. Basically, I've turned stress into the enemy. But I've changed my mind about stress. And today, I want to change yours. Let me start with the study that made me rethink my whole approach to stress. This study tracked 30,000 adults in the United States for eight years. And they started by asking people, how much stress have you experienced in the last year? They also asked, do you believe that stress is harmful for your health? And then they use public death records to find out who died. Okay, some bad news first. People who experienced a lot of stress in the previous year had a 43% increased risk of dying. But that was only true for the people who also believed that stress is harmful for your health. People who experienced a lot of stress but did not view stress as harmful were no more likely to die. In fact, they had the lowest risk of dying of anyone in the study, including people who had relatively little stress. Now, the researchers estimated that over the eight years they were tracking deaths, 
182,000 Americans died prematurely, not from stress, but from the belief that stress is bad for you. <laughs> that is over 20,000 deaths a year. Now, if that estimate is correct, that would make believing stress is bad for you the 15th largest cause of death in the United States last year, killing more people than skin cancer, HIV, AIDS, and homicide. You can see why this study freaked me out. Here I've been spending so much energy telling people stress is bad for your health. So this study got me wondering, can changing how you think about stress make you healthier? And here the science says yes. When you change your mind about stress, you can change your body's response to stress. Now, to explain how this works, I want you all to pretend that you are participants in a study designed to stress you out. It's called the social stress test. You come into the laboratory and you're told you have to give a five-minute impromptu speech on your personal weaknesses to a panel of expert evaluators sitting right in front of you. And to make sure you feel the pressure, there are bright lights and a camera in your face, kind of like this. And the evaluators have been trained to give you discouraging nonverbal feedback, <laughs> like this. <sighs> Now that you're sufficiently demoralized, time for part two, a math test. And unbeknownst to you, the experimenter has been trained to harass you during it. Now, we're going to all do this together. It's going to be fun for me. Okay. <laughs> I want you all to count backwards from 996 in increments of seven. You're going to do this out loud as fast as you can, starting with 996. Go. Go faster. Faster, please. You're going too slow. Stop, 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 stop. That guy made a mistake. We are going to have to start all over again. You're not very good at this, are you? Okay, so you get the idea. Now, if you were actually in this study, you'd probably be a little stressed out. Your heart might be pounding, you might be breathing faster, maybe breaking out into a sweat. And normally, we interpret these physical changes as anxiety or signs that we aren't coping very well with the pressure. But what if you viewed them instead as signs that your body was energized, was preparing you to meet this challenge? Now, that is exactly what participants were told in a study conducted at Harvard University. Before they went through the social stress test, they were taught to rethink their stress response as helpful. That pounding heart is preparing you for action. If you're breathing faster, it's no problem. It's getting more oxygen to your brain. And participants who learned to view the stress response as helpful for their performance, well, they were less stressed out, less anxious, more confident, But the most fascinating finding to me was how their physical stress response changed. Now, in a typical stress response, your heart rate goes up and your blood vessels constrict like this. And this is one of the reasons that chronic stress is sometimes associated with cardiovascular disease. It's not really healthy to be in this state all the time. But in the study, when participants viewed their stress response as helpful, their blood vessels stayed relaxed like this. Their heart was still pounding, but this is a much healthier cardiovascular profile. 
it actually looks a lot like what happens in moments of joy and courage. Over a lifetime of stressful experiences, this one biological change could be the difference between a stress-induced heart attack at age 50 and living well into your 90s. And this is really what the new science of stress reveals, that how you think about stress matters. So my goal as a health psychologist has changed. I no longer want to get rid of your stress. I want to make you better at stress. And we just did a little intervention. If you raised your hand and said you'd had a lot of stress in the last year, we could have saved your life. Because hopefully, the next time your heart is pounding from stress, you're going to remember this talk, and you're going to think to yourself, this is my body helping me rise to this challenge. And when you view stress in that way, your body believes you, and your stress response becomes healthier. Big thanks to Kelly McGonigal for stopping by. Her website is kellymcgonigal.com. Her Instagram is Kelly Marie. McGonagall, and her most recent book is entitled The Joy of Movement, How Exercise Helps Us Find Happiness, Hope, Connection, and Courage. But the book that I read a few years ago that is better fitted with today's talk, and which is really, really good, by the way, and actually so good that I actually bought a copy for my mom, and she actually loved it as well. So it's mom approved. And that book is entitled The Upside of Stress, Why Stress is Good for You and How to Get Good at It. And if you like this clip, there'll be a link to the entire talk. And there's another about eight minutes or so where she goes into the social benefits of stress and she really gets deep into the science, which if you're a nerd like me, you'll appreciate. So if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, then you can go check out the link in the show description. And I also have a link to connect with her and her work as well. And if you want to know more about this field of science, you can look into or look up uh, psychoneuroimmunology, which is just a big fancy word for the mind and body connection. And also, if you want to even go further into um, some, some more resources, you can pick up a book called or entitled The Body Keeps the Score. And I believe the author is named, his last name is Kalk. It's spelled K-O-L-K. And also, you can pick up Dr. Lisa Rankin. Now, she's actually been on the show twice already, but her book is very good as well. And that book is entitled Mind Over Medicine. So just a couple more resources for you. And um, that's it. That's a wrap for me. Don't forget to follow the show, share it, or leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify podcast. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you have an even better weekend and as always, I'll see you back here Monday. So until then, stay strong. Later. <laughs>